Today today's year 93. We're in the middle of Sim and Lamed Beis, and today we'll be doing Sif Lamed Vav. Today's year is sponsored by Nishmas Mordechai Yisrael Ben Shimon and Lefur Shleima Bachi Yaakov Devon Nisanel Ben Chanasara. Today's year is going to discuss the Indian that's discussed in the whole Sim Lamed Vav without going into every Mishabura, rather giving an overview which can be found in the Be'er Hetev in Sif Katan Nun Gimel. Shulchan Aruch discusses the Indian of Psuchas and Stumais. When Moshe Rabbeinu was given the Torah by Hashem, he was given it in many parshias and was commanded to make a separation in between each parsha. Some parshias were separated in an open or pesucha style, and some were cl- in a closed or stuma style. We're going to learn momentarily what these terms mean. The halacha is that if somebody mixes up the parshias and makes a parsha that's supposed to be pesucha into a stuma or vice versa, then that sefer Torah is puzzle and it must be fixed. Similarly, by the parshias of Tillin, Although not all of them are written next to each other in the Torah, one should still retain the style that's found by each of these parsha as written in the Torah. As such, being that the parsha of Kadesh, Vahayikiviyacha, and Shema are all parshas that are pesuchais in the Sefer Torah, we therefore make them in the Tefillin pesuchais. Vahayim Shemaya, the fourth parsha, is a parsha stuma in the Torah, and that is the way it's written in the Tefillin. The Mishmaru points out that Mekar Adin by the Tefillin Shal Rosh where each parsha is written on a separate piece of cloth, this whole discussion really isn't applicable because psuchas and stumois are, as we're going to see in a minute, based off the relationship they have with the parsha preceding it. However, the still the Mishabura says we should be makar to have them written in the same style as they would be if they were written into one piece of cloth, and let's get into it. What makes something psucha and what makes something stuma? We find the Malchikas, the Rush and the Rambam in regards to the Gedarim of psucha and stuma. According to all opinions, in order to be qualified as a separate parsha, there must be a minimum space of nine letters in between parshas. Less than this wouldn't even qualify as a stuma, rather it would be looked at as one long parsha. So the sheet's a rush. According to the rush, we find two ways that a parsha can be made into psucha. One of the ways are that if the previous parsha ends in the middle of the line with at least a nine letter blank space after the end of the parsha till the end of the line, then the parsha after that is considered psucha, both if it starts at the beginning of the line or if it starts in the, end, in the middle of the line. In both those cases, it's considered psucha, being that we had a nine-letter space at the end of the previous paragraph. Additionally, if the paragraph starts with a blank space of at least nine letters before in the beginning of the line, that would also be considered psucha, even if the parsha before it ended at the end of the line. A stuma, according to the Rush, is that if the new parsha begins on the same line that the previous parsha ended, with only a, a space of a nine letters in between them, that would be a stuma. Another case that the Rush considers a stuma is in the case where the previous parsha ended at the end of the line, and then you, if you skip a line and you start the next parsha at the beginning of that next line with a blank line in between, that's considered a stuma as well, being that we don't have any space at the end or beginning of a line. In summary, according to the Rush, in order to be psucha, you need to have a blank space at either the beginning of the line of that parsha or at the end of the previous line. Anything else would be considered a stuma. And now we're going to go to the Shitz Rambam. The Rambam holds there are two types of psuchais and three types of stumas. So psuchais. The first is the same as the Rush. If the previous parsha ends in the middle of the line, so leave the rest of the line empty and then start the next parsha at the beginning of the next line, that's a psucha. If the previous parsha ended close to the end of the line without a space of at least nine letters, then another way to have psucha is you skip a line and you start the new parsha at the beginning of that line and that would be psucha as well. And this is not like the Rush who learned that this exact type of case would be a case of a stuma. And a stuma according to the Rambam is if you start the new parsha on the same line as the previous one, that's a stuma like we saw on the Rush. 
Another way to make a parsha stuma would be if the previous parsha finished at the end of the line. So make a space of at least nine letters at the beginning of the following line and start the new parsha in the middle. This too would be a stuma. And as you saw before, the rush would consider this one a psucha. Additionally, if the previous parsha ended with a space smaller than nine letters, then make a small space before the new parsha on the next line and start it a bit into the line as well. And that is also a stuma according to the Rambam. So just some of the Rambam shita, a psucha will always begin at the beginning of a line and a stuma will never be at the beginning of the line. Rather, it will always be indented or in the middle of a line. Now that we define psuchas and stumas, let's apply it to the parshias of its fillin. The Shulchan Aruch, as we're going to see, goes with the Rambam shita. Therefore, as I said earlier, the first three parashas have to be psuchas. So let's apply this to all the parashas. So the first parasha of Kaddish is a psucha. So we start at the beginning of the line and then end the parasha in the middle of the line. Then the parasha of Ahayi Kiviyacha, we start at the beginning of the line. And now that's a psucha because we have a big space before it on the end of the previous line. And then we end that also in the middle of a line. The third parasha of Shema should also start at the beginning of the line in order to be a psucha. And now we have to figure out how we're going to make the last parsha of Vahayim Shemaya a stuma. So we can't start Vahayim Shemaya on the same line that the Shema ends because by tefillin, each parsha needs to be written on its own Amr. Therefore, it says Shulchan Aruch, end the parsha of Shema at the end of the line and start the parsha of Vahayim Shemaya in the middle of the next line. This gives you a stuma according to the Rambam. It comes out that the first three parashas are psuchas according to all opinions, but the last parsha is only a stuma according to the Rambam because the rush holds that if we start a parsha in the middle of a line, that's considered a psucha. The only way to make it a stuma according to the rush would be possible if you finish the third parsha at the end of the line and then you start the next parsha on the second line of the next column, leaving the upper line blank. But according to the Rambam, we said that's a psucha. So the Taz comes and says away to have a stuma according to all opinions, and that would be to leave a space of less than nine letters at the end of the third parasha of Shema, and start parasha Vahayim Shemaya, parasha number four, with a space of less than nine letters, giving you a total space of nine letters, thus creating a separate parasha, but it's still going to be a stuma because we don't have a full blank space according to the rush at the end or beginning of any place. So in this case, both the rush and the Rambam would agree that it's a stuma. Now the Ramah says that although we say that you should have Vahayim Shemaya Stuma, Yesh Machshirim, Bakulam Psucha, some shits allow you to even have the last parasha Psucha as well. The reason why they allow it is because the parasha of Vahayim Shemaya isn't written right after the parasha of Shema and the Torah. In fact, we have a large space in between those two parashas. Therefore, even if you make the fourth, fourth parasha Psucha, it doesn't look very different than the way it's written in the Torah, being that even in the Torah itself, there's many spaces between Shema and Vahayim Shemaya. The Mishavur says that although one should make the last parasha stuma, the reason why the Ramah said that the minute is to make it a psucha is because being that we have no way to make it a stuma that fits according to both the Rush and the Rambam, except for the solution that we saw from the Taz, therefore we make it a psucha in order to not side with one Rishon over the other. The Gra on the other end says that we just still make it a stuma like it says in the Shulchan Aruch. And as always, we're going to attach a lengthy PDF of all different uh, diagrams in these Inan of Psuchas and Stumais, as well as the PDFs that go through the entire Beheritiv in Sifkat and Gimel. Have a great day.